Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? It's time for What We're Watching. I'm no slouch myself. (laughs) It's in the hole. The best in current movies and TV. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. With Glenn and... Oh, well, hello there. What's your name? Mike Silski. Hey, Michael, come here. Let me look at you. Michael! Hey, Mikey. Go to the bathroom. Say my name. Eisenberg, you're goddamn right. Whoa. That was some quick work. Wow. What, you and Moshe got together before the show? What's up with that? I... Got the extant chapter of the Mike Sealski fan club together to put that together for for my debut show. Well, most good quick work by you, thank man. You, thank you. Yeah, well, I, I figured you did all that future, this morning, right? We can, yeah, for the yeah. future we can talk to Mike and and make it what he wants. But I thought that was a good uh, intro. Working so, some yeah. some Godfather, some that seventies show, Monster yeah. Zinc and the Goonies. That was terrific. Hey, so he, go ahead. I was just going to say, capping it with Breaking Bad is is the coup de gras right well, there. Well, that was what was always there. So I, I need to, we're going to have to cut two of those because I'm doing it with Mike and I'm doing it with Jody. Jody's a good TV guy. So okay. I may ask people uh, the next couple of days on social media, what cuts, what are the iconic TV and movie cuts from the last 20 years? Because... I mean, we have Caddyshack in there, which is one of my favorites. You took a shot at Caddyshack I this did. week? That is incorrect. I think you did. Do not re- misrepresent I what I said. I said that Caddyshack was like the greatest iconic. Here's what I said. This was actually, I know what it was because it was Rex Chapman put up uh, that it was the f- uh, 40th anniversary, I think, of the release of Caddyshack. And I tweeted back to Rex, who, by the way, is the greatest follow in Twitter, right? We all agree on that. Very entertaining. Okay. That next to The Godfather, Caddyshack is the most quoted movie around, uh, among guys. Yes. And no guy has ever golfed around without at least, you know, two. We all, everybody Mm -hmm. has done it. Everybody does it all the day. You're no slouch yourself. I mean, we all these lines, right? Pond would be good for you, Glenn. There (laughs) There you go, right? Big hit of the llama. Yeah. I could do. We could do this all day. I promise we won't. But the reference that Ray and I cut that sound thing like ten years ago, mm-hmm. and maybe we shouldn't still have Breaking Bad and Caddyshack, and I forget what else is in there. We should do new ones. So I'm going to ask people on social media this week, and I'll tag you, and sure. I'll tag Jody, uh, and most I'll tag you because you'll probably end up producing it. Yeah, I'll, uh, <laughs> Matt Battle might uh might work okay, in some fine. some help with that too. He's okay, that's fine. That's great. Um, what are the iconic movie and TV lines last 15, 20 years? And we'll update that, and we'll do one for Mike and one for Jody. Sound good? 
Yeah, and, and we can either, you know, have somebody saying their names. Uh, I don't think I can dig up people saying the Jody name Clark? Jody in movies. It doesn't know. come up quite so often. Uh, that's that's a good question. Has there ever been a great Jody character in a movie or yeah, TV Yeah, well, show? the one that I can think of is the Jody character in Pulp Fiction is, is, oh, yes. is the woman. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> who who, who uh, has to get the, uh, the the injection to wake up, right? Well, no, no. Is it Jody? Jo- Jody is the wife. Jody, oh, no, she's the one watching. Jody played by... Uh, 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 what's her name? The sister of the thing. What's Roseanne Arquette. Arquette. I had Arquette. Yes. Yep. In my mind. Thank you. Yep. Anyway, I don't think that's the Jody that Jody McDonald wants to use. No, I don't think so. Okay. All right. Nonetheless, what we're watching is sponsored by Guided Door and Window. Take advantage of Guided Door and Windows. Big summer sales event. Receive 40% of all windows and doors. Call one eight seven seven go guida or visit go guida.com. Mike Sielski, what are you watching? So I have watched this past week episodes three and four of The Captain on ESPN, the seven-part documentary about Derek Jeter. Can I give a preemptory review, having watched none of it? Go. Well, that's kind of my complaint, too, which is that if you're going to do a seven-part documentary about someone— that someone ought to be the most compelling figure in the documentary. Thank you. And Derek Jeter is about seventh on this list of people who are being interviewed about Derek Jeter. Thank you. Um, now, I've watched episodes three and four, which cover the three-peat that the Yankees went through in 98, 99, 2000, and then a little bit with their rivalry with the Red Sox in 2003. Uh, when they beat them on the Aaron Boone home run in Game 7. And similarly to The Last Dance, Jeter has creative control over this in the same way that Michael Jordan did over The Last Dance. So the fact that the Florida Marlins beat the Yankees in the World Series is almost like it didn't happen. Really? Yes. It's it's interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's that. But, But more than anything, even through these two episodes... The Yankees of that time are compelling. There are figures around the team and around Major League Baseball who are compelling. Top of that list, Alex Rodriguez, who yeah. is far more complex, I think, and far more has had a much more controversial and interesting career than Derek Jeter. Sure. Um, but the documentary is not about them. It's supposed to be about Derek Jeter, and you're not getting anything uh, where... You're looking at Jeter and saying, oh, I didn't know that about him, or we haven't seen that side of him before. It's just kind of, yeah, he's the guy we thought he was, and it ain't that interesting. Great player, Hall of Fame player. In certain ways, I thought he was overrated. I never thought he was a particularly good defensive player winning the gold gloves, but that's not important. He's a, he's a Hall of Famer, absolutely, and the central figure on a franchise that had a lot of great years. That said, he's got all the personality of wet cardboard yeah, and always has seemed to. Um, you referenced the Michael Jordan thing, which was a tremendous documentary, even with the flaws yes. of it being Michael Jordan's version of the story with very little blowback and you know counterpoint. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. The other thing about the Michael Jordan thing that was so perfect, and, and Mike Tolan, the local guy who we've had on the show, was very involved in this decision which was, hey, there's a pandemic. Let's get this thing done and on the air. Yes. Um, I don't think we realized how long the pandemic would last when it happened. But 
it was, hey, we're all stuck in our home. Let's watch this. And it was it really, uh, it was very good for the time. Michael Jordan was a fascinating guy. And that that one did build in some of those other personalities. For better or worse, Scottie Pippen. Yes. Mostly for worse. Um, and some of the opponents and Phil Jackson. And I learned a lot about a lot of people. I don't care about Derek Jeter. I haven't watched a minute of it, and I don't think I will. I- I'm not sure... I'm going to continue watching it in part because I covered the Yankees a little bit during the time that I spent working in New York Mm -hmm. um, in 2010 and 2011 and was around Jeter a tiny bit. Uh, I have a few colleagues and friends who were being interviewed on the documentary, so it's nice to see them and get their insights. Um, But as I said, he is so far from being the most compelling figure in the documentary. And some of what the people who produced it are forced to do is try to kind of gin up uh, conflict and, you know, antagonists to him. Right. Obviously, A-Rod is one of them. They were friends and they had a bit of a falling out. But there's no Pippin there who's yeah. kind of butting yeah. heads with Jeter. Yeah. The best that they can do is Chad Curtis, you know, <laughs> who was like a fourth Ooh, outfielder yeah. in 1999. Oh, yeah, the famous Curtis feud. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's like, okay, really, I'm supposed to get worked up about the fact that Chad Curtis didn't like Derek Jeter. Uh, give it a grade. I I, I grade things uh, A through F. Ray used to give them one through five stars. Sometimes I'll do one through ten. Give it a grade however you choose to make your grading scale. All right. Out of four stars, I would give it a generous two and a half. Oh, I'm not tuning that in. Yeah. Okay. I'm not doing it. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. Nice contribution. Well, thank you. Welcome to what we're watching. And I will tell you this. You and I can talk sports all day long. I've been... I, do it all the time. More people reach out to me either in person or email or social media and want to know what I'm watching on TV. I don't know if that's a reflection of how they value my opinion on sports. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think it's that people are always looking for something to watch. And if we can give them something good to watch, particularly British crime shows, as we've learned over the years, most that's what they want. We will give that to them. I, I have well, that's to... what you want to recommend. But they, <laughs> but they love that. I'm they telling do. you, people get back to me all the time. What British cop show are you watching? Give me a British cop show. I, I have to admit that when the pandemic began, mm-hmm. I hoped that I would get into more TV shows and streaming sorts of things than I did. Yeah. And there's plenty that I've watched. But I found going back to kind of old standbys, was something that was oh, really appealing like, to me. I have a friend who watches Mannix and no, but you know Mary what? I, Tyler Moore. What, uh, what are you, well, what are you watching? Uh, Glenn, I'm only 47. I'm not 67. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What are you watching? Okay. Um, the first nine seasons of Law and Order are just yeah television at its finest. Okay. Got to be honest. I respect that. I, I whatever. There's but here's the thing. Television now is better than ever. My friend David Biancooley, who is a TV critic, uh, you'll hear him on NPR. He's one of the best refers to this as the platinum age of TV. People yeah. always say there was the golden age. This is the platinum age. There's more good programming now than ever. I read a thing last week. The, the TV critic of the of Rolling Stone magazine, uh, who I follow on Twitter. Alan Sepinwall? Sepinwall, yeah. yeah. Said there are, last year, there were 600 scripted shows on TV. He said his job's a TV critic. He can't get to half of them. Right. I get to 10% of them, maybe, not even. But I find good ones, and our job, Mike, should you choose to accept it, it doesn't have to be scripted shows, but our job is to find those shows for our listeners. Will this message self-destruct in 10 seconds? <laughs> the show might if we don't move on. <laughs> okay. Let's get Brian in the Northeast. You're on with uh, Mike Sealski and Glenn Mack. Now, hey, Brian. Gentlemen, 
It's a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you, sir. Um, I just wanted to uh, say to Mike that um, I've been listening to WIP for over 30 years. And generally speaking, um, in my own personal experience, that I listen to WIP Monday through Friday to be entertained. And I listen to WIP on the weekends for intelligent conversation. Not, not to slight the guys during the week, but that's, that's my history with WIP. I do think Mike will add to that on weekends. I don't think there's any question about that, and I think it's a great thing. So congratulations, Mike. I hope it, uh, it keeps going. Brian, and, thank you so much. And just for the first hour and a half of the show, I think you guys have a great chemistry already. Thank you. I appreciate so that. that. that that's yeah. a good thing. Glenn, it's my first time talking to you, too. So. My pleasure, Brian. Thank you. Uh, what do you think about the, that Phillies lineup? Yes. I, I'm not a big fan of analytics. You know, um, I'm an older guy. I don't like the analytics part mm-hmm. of it. But if you have Kyle Schwarber leading off who basically hits home runs, aren't you automatically, if you average four at-bats a game, eliminating his leadoff of a game from the possibility of him driving in more runs? Well, here's the thing. He's got 32 home runs and 65 RBIs. It's not a great ratio. No. It kind of makes it kind of makes Brian's point. Yes, it, it does to a degree. I think, um, as I said earlier in the show, I think... You're, yes, you are guaranteeing at least one at bat a game that he is coming up without men on base. Exactly. Um, but the flip side of that is there are going to be other situations where he does come up with men on base. And it's not as if necessarily hitting him third or fourth is going to guarantee that he's going to have a ton of RBI opportunities. Look at Bryce Harper last season when he was the National League MVP. 35 home runs, 84 RBIs. Mm-hmm. So... You know, and he had an yeah, OPS of yeah. over a thousand. So, you know, the the upshot. I was just going to say that the the upshot, the benefit of batting Schwarber leadoff too, is that you're getting him more at bats. If he hits a lot of home runs, the the leadoff hitter presumably is going to get the most at bats yeah, of any player in I the game. I get that. Hey, thanks, Brian. Day. Call again. Uh, nice to hear from you. Yes, but you are getting more at bats. You have the opportunity for those more home runs. However. You are correct in that most of the times when he comes up later in the game, he will not lead off an inning. That's just the law of averages. But he's coming up after Bryson's thought. He's coming up after, whatever, Matt Veerling. You're coming up after the 8-9 hitters who bat 8th and ninth for a reason. You're yeah. not going to get as many RBI opportunities. The problem and the reason he's batting first is, we discussed this earlier, they don't have a leadoff hitter. No. It's it's not. I mean, maybe it's Alec Bohm, but as you pointed out, he never walks. He, he doesn't run particularly well. He doesn't steal bases. He's not. You know, it's, there's there's nobody. It's a real flawed lineup. Look, they've built this whole team around the idea that it was going to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um, that it had five, six, seven guys who you know could hit the ball 400 feet at any time, and some of those guys either aren't in the lineup in the case of Harper. Yeah. Or aren't hitting the ball out of the ballpark in the case of Nick Castellanos. So, um, again, they don't have a lot of options here, and they don't have a diverse and versatile enough roster that they can shift the lineup around too much. It's so funny. I watch them every night, right? And I'm, and I'm looking at the lineup right now. I'm on baseball reference. I'm looking at the, the stats. Mm-hmm. How the hell is this team in the playoffs? Yeah, it, <laughs> really? it's amazing. I mean, who's having a good year? Real Muto's not having a good year. 
Hoskins is, is now, he's hitting home runs, and he's, he, he draws walks, which I appreciate. He's still only hitting 250, but that's kind of what he is. Gregorius was having a terrible year. Segura, before he was hurt, wasn't doing well. Um, I guess you're having a good year because Nola and Wheeler. Yeah, that's right? that's basically that's it. it. That's basically it. And, um, you know, and Schwarber, you know, hitting the ball out of the ballpark as often as he does. 215-592-9494. He's Mike Sielski. I'm Glenn Mack now on 94 WIP. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.